something a little different again here. Um, last weekend, I done it from the house. This weekend, um, we brought some people together to, to sing. We're not more than 10, so don't worry about that. And we kept our distance, uh, mainly so we wouldn't hit each other. So um, if you would, please bow your heads with me as we start in a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful for the opportunity, Lord, um, just to be in your presence, Lord. We're thankful for your spirit, that your son would come die on a cross, Lord, that we would have access to you, Lord, and your spirit that would reside inside of us, Lord, that we could unify by your spirit, where we wouldn't have to be physically present with one another, Lord, to fill one another's love, Lord, to fill your love, Lord, that you reside inside of us. God, I am so thankful today amongst everything that's going on. God, I still feel your presence, and it's overwhelming. Uh, Lord, I am so thankful. Lord, I pray that you would be with our church family. Lord, I pray that you would be with the churches that are still holding service, God, that uh, we cover them in prayer, Lord, and and ask for their protection um, as they continue to gather. Lord, that your spirit would just move among them. Lord, I pray that you would be with our body, that... uh, the Spirit would move among us, Lord, that we could unify as we come together today, seeking and desiring your face, Lord, your wisdom, your knowledge. God, we are so thankful for the opportunity, Lord, that you've blessed us with technology that we can see one another, hear one another, God, and, and still get into your word each and every day. It's in Jesus' holy and precious name we pray. Amen. Um, as I got into God's word this week and um, praying and just kind of thinking about the things that go on and uh, the things that we do as humans a lot of times is, is make excuses for different things. Um, well, most of those excuses are going away because mostly it's other people that we use as excuses for our own lives. Um, being in church and, and just hearing different things, you hear, well, I can't believe what she wore. Can you believe that he came here with her and, and just all kinds of different things. Well, I couldn't concentrate because of the baby crying in front of me or I couldn't believe the way she was singing or that lady that sits beside you that always sings off tune, which is probably me most of the time because I can't sing worth a lick. But um, we allow other people to be stumbling blocks in our praise and worship. And I'm thankful to God for this time because now it's between you and the Lord as we've been called to isolate ourselves and and social distance from one another those stumbling blocks aren't in your way so if you still can't get in touch with the lord and you still can't find time to pray as the world has all but slowed down there's no more stumbling blocks but you Um, and so i think it's a moment of truth for a lot of people to effectually find time to get into god's word as ball games and things have been canceled in that nature um you don't have the people at church that you find hypocritical or anything of that nature. Um, all those excuses are gone. So now it just basically boils down to whether you're doing what you need to be doing or not. Um, and I would implore you in this time to rediscover a relationship with the Lord. If you've lost it somewhere along the way, if you've allowed somebody to step in between you and God, that you've used somebody as a crutch. Um, to not go to church or to not get into your Bible. Those people are out of your way now. You have free reign um, and have always had free reign, but I believe that God is showing us now more than ever um, that the relationship is not dependent on a church building. 
Our relationships are not dependent on one another, that our relationship with the Lord is dependent on faith through Jesus Christ. And so um, I love the lessons that he's been showing me. I hope, I hope that as you dig into the word on your own or as a family, um, that he's showing you lessons as well. Um, because I believe during these times that we are learning things. I believe that God has a plan for all of this and a purpose. And he says that his purpose is good for those that love him. So I can only imagine through all of this um, that we're going to come out on the other side better, um, that the kingdom of God is going to come out better, um, that he is going to work this for our good. So um, the kingdom of God still reigns. God is still in control. Um, this earth is, is dark and gloom sometimes, but God is still on the throne and God is still in control. So I believe that he's taking the stumbling blocks away that we use as crutches sometimes to, to really deepen our walk. And now more than ever, we have an opportunity to spend time alone with him. You know, Jesus, he spent time in the multitudes um, teaching and preaching, but he also found his time alone with the Lord to pray and, and to really seek God's counsel. So I believe now is that time we should be deepening our walk with the Lord now more than ever. I'm going to start out in, in John 18, starting in verse 1. This is a pretty familiar story. Um, but as we wage war and as we go to battle, one thing that uh, God hit me with this week is, is what we're fighting. You have to know what you're fighting and you have to know what weapons you have to use to fight. Um, I believe that people are going to be lulled to sleep. As this time comes and churches cancel and they can't gather and unify in the spirit. But now is a calling more than ever for the children of God to stand up, to rise, to deepen their faith and to grab their spiritual weapons and, and go to war. Now is the time we battle. Now is the time we strengthen in unity in the spirit um, because it's going to be because of your desire for it. Um, it's not going to be because you feel obligated to go to church on Sunday. We don't have that right now. It's going to be because you want to get in your Bible at 9 o'clock at night and you want to hear God's voice so you get in that private time alone and you desire it on your own. I believe that the strong will get stronger and the weak will get weaker, but it is our job as strong believers in Christ that we help the less fortunate, that we get out there, that we extend the hand of God, that we walk the paths, that He has so chosen us to walk. But I believe that we have to understand what the battle is and, and what tools we have. So I'm going to be, like I said, in John 18, starting in verse 1. I am reading out of a different version this morning, um, mainly because of my James passage that I'm going to read. And I just found this Bible on the shelf. Um, and so it will be a little different than the King James Version. Anyway, John 18, starting in verse 1, it says, When Jesus had finished praying, he and his disciples crossed the Kidron Valley and went into the garden. Jesus had often met there with his disciples, and Judas knew where the place was. Judas had promised to betray Jesus, so he went to the garden with some Roman soldiers and temple police who had been sent by the chief priests and the Pharisees. They carried torches, lanterns, and weapons. Jesus already knew everything that was going to happen. But he asked, who are you looking for? They answered, we are looking for Jesus from Nazareth. Jesus told them, I am Jesus. At once they all backed away and fell to the ground. Jesus again asked, who are you looking for? We are looking for Jesus from Nazareth, they answered. This time Jesus replied, I have already told you that I am Jesus. If I am the one you are looking for, let these others go. 
then everything will happen just as I said. I did not lose anyone you gave me. Simon Peter had brought along a sword. He now pulled it out and struck the servant of the high priest. The servant's name was Malchus, and Peter cut off his right ear. Jesus told Peter, put your sword away. I must drink from the cup the Father has given me. You see, Jesus realized what the battle truly was about and that he came to fulfill what his father had for him. Um, Peter, not understanding, took out a weapon of the world and tried to defend that of another world. And so when we go to battle, we have to realize that our fight is not against other people. Our, our fights are, are spiritual battles. Um, Peter brought the wrong weapon. He should have been seeking God's counsel. He should have been seeking to follow Jesus' lead as we all should. But instead he acted on his own with the weapon that he was more familiar with, which was worldly weapon. Guys, we're all guilty of doing this. We want to um, use weapons that we're more familiar with instead of searching for the weapons that we should be using. As Jesus said, put your sword away. I must drink from the cup that the Father has given me. Jesus knew what he was here to do. And Jesus knew that his purpose um, was far greater than anything this world had. So when, when Peter pulled the sword, he was trying to fight a spiritual battle with an earthly weapon. And it just doesn't work. Jesus told him to put it away, but I have to drink from this cup. And if we'll skip on down to uh, still in chapter 18, down to verse 33, uh, when Jesus was talking to Pilate, it said, uh, starting in verse 33, Pilate then went back inside. He called Jesus over and asked, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Are you asking this on your own, or did someone tell you about me? You know I'm not a Jew, Pilate said. Your own people and the chief priests brought you to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom does not belong to this world. If it did, my followers would have fought to keep me from being handed over to our leaders. No, my kingdom doesn't belong to this world. So you are a king, Pilate replied. You are saying that I am a king, Jesus told him. I was born into this world to tell about the truth, and everyone who belongs to the truth knows my voice. Pilate asked Jesus, what is the truth? Pilate went back outside and said, I don't find this man guilty of anything. And since I usually set a prisoner free for you at the Passover, would you like for me to set the king of the Jews? They shouted, no, not him. We want Barabbas. Now, Barabbas was a terrorist. Pilate, interviewing him, found no wrongdoing in him. And Jesus, the whole time, if you skip back up to uh, verse 36, my kingdom does not belong to this world. If it did, my followers would have fought to keep me from being handed over to our leaders. No, my kingdom does not belong to this world. Jesus is not here fighting this world. Jesus was fighting um, what is to come next? He was fighting for us that our souls wouldn't perish. He came to lay down his life that we could have life everlasting. He was not battling earthly things. And that's one thing that we should take note. Um, Jesus healed people. He cast out demons and, and things of that nature. But we have to remember that his ultimate goal was not worldly. His goal was to come sacrifice himself so that people might know the truth. And the truth he's talking about is, is the freedom that we find in Christ and the shed blood of his own. And so we have to battle the things of importance of this world. 
and the things of this world are not important. We have to battle in, in the spiritual realm. As I flip over to James, um, we kind of get into it a little farther, but we have to follow Jesus' lead and where he talks about not of this world because he said I could have had my servants. The people who followed me, they could have easily kept me from being arrested. I wouldn't even be standing here if I was worried about this. Um, but Jesus was here to set us free. And James chapter 4, starting in verse 1, it says, Why do you fight and argue with each other? Isn't it because you are full of selfish desires that the fight... Sorry, let me back up. Isn't it because you are full of selfish desires that fight to control your body? You want something you don't have, and you will do anything to get it. You will even kill, but you still cannot get what you want. And you won't get it by fighting and arguing. You should pray for it. Yet even when you do pray, your prayers are not answered because you pray just for selfish reasons. You people aren't faithful to God. Don't you know that if you love the world, you are God's enemies? And if you decide to be a friend of the world, you make yourself an enemy of God. Do you doubt the scriptures that say God truly cares about the spirit he has put in us? In fact, God treats us with even greater kindness, just as the scriptures say. God opposes everyone who is proud, but he is kind to everyone who is humble. Surrender to God, resist the devil, and he will run from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Clean up your lives, you sinners. Purify your hearts, you people who can't make up your mind. Be sad and sorry and weep. Stop laughing and start crying. Be gloomy instead of glad. Be humble in the Lord's presence, and he will honor you. A lot of times in our lives, and even even in our churches, when we go to church and, and to worship on Sunday, we seek what the church can have for us. Uh, and that's what I was talking about in the beginning. Um, you know, the things that we seek after should be the kingdom of God. The battles we should wage should be against spiritual darkness um, that not only resides in, in ourselves as we... Um, battle our selfishness, but also in others who we allow to get in our way and be a stumbling block. Uh, It says we desire the things that we want, and even when we pray, our prayers don't come true. Our prayers uh, fall short because we pray for selfish reasons. Um, He's not saying stop praying. He's saying praying to get inside God's will. Uh, Pray to be less of you and more of Him. That's a prayer I often pray that I would I would find less of myself daily, that I could find more of him and the things that he would have for me. Um, we have to start as a church body. Um, and when I say church body, I'm not talking about sitting in this building today. As we have learned over the last couple of weeks, um, that church is, is truly inside of each one of us. In Romans 12, it talks about our reasonable service being a temple for the Spirit. Um, God lives inside of us. If you've accepted Christ as your Savior, God lives inside of us. So we have to remember, always remember, that we have to deny ourselves. Um, and like I said, these excuses, I believe God is wiping them away one by one. Um, we come to church so that people think we're in good standings. We come um, because the doors are open and we feel obligated to. Uh, we become to church because our wife is dragging us there, because our kids want to go. Uh, now's the time. Like I said, the people who dig in are going to get stronger in the spirit. 
and the weak are going to fall away. And I, I fear for that as we approach um, the end of times, guys. I'm not a doomsdayer, and I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow. Uh, but like Brother Bruce always said, we're one day closer than we were yesterday. And he tells us to continually be ready for the second coming of our Lord, um, that we are not children of the night, that we are children of the day. And so don't be caught in that darkness. Don't be caught um, serving self. But be selfless, um, denying yourself, picking up your cross, walking daily towards the kingdom of God. Leave all these worthly things. Right now we've got so many earthly things. Um, As I called my church to pray and fast today, um, we seek for a cure for this virus. And we pray for those that have got it and those that are ailing from it. um, The people that are losing jobs and just everything that is going on today. But I can assure you that my true and one desire is not for God to take this away, but for God's presence to be ever more um, populated in our country and across the world. Um, Because we shouldn't always pray for an end to the bad guys. We should pray for God's presence in our lives to become stronger, our desire for him to be stronger, because not every storm is going to go away. Uh, but through weathering the storms, do we draw near? Um, he says, draw near to me, and I'll draw near to you. Um, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Guys, now is the time more than ever to draw close, to draw in. We have time. We're not chasing kids' ball games. Um, I know I've had more spare time over the last couple of weeks than I've had uh, since I had kids. Um, and so... I know that idleness can also be tricky. We have to use it the right way. Uh, We can't allow our minds to wander as we battle those things. Um, Desire the Lord. Keep the hunger for the Lord. I'm also going to switch over to uh, Ephesians chapter 6. This is all familiar. Um, I'm going to run through it. I believe it needs to be said because we have to be reminded. But it's talking about um, fighting against evil. So Ephesians Ephesians 6 Starting in verse 10, it says, Finally, let the mighty strength of the Lord make you strong. Put on all the armor that God gives you so that you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. We have to remember that in that verse, it's all the armor that God gives you. If you're not seeking God, then you cannot have godly armor. You're going to go up against the world and you're going to fight it with worldly weapons. Guys, as we learn, Peter striking off his ear, and I can only imagine that he was not aiming just to clip his ear. So he even missed. Um, Missed his head would be my guess, but he clipped his ear. And so we can't strike with weapons of the world. It's far greater than that. When we're seeking godly things, we need to seek godly weapons. It says, put on all the armor that God gives you so that you can defend yourself against the devil's tricks. Why? Because we are deceived by the devil. I believe that the devil is greater than we are. But when we put on the armor that God gives us through Jesus Christ, we become greater than the devil. Guys, you can't defend him on your own. He is a fallen angel. Humans were created less than angels. Um, And so without the blood of Christ, we would be in a losing battle. But guys, the war is already won. Jesus Christ died on the cross. Amen. I, I love it. The fact that he died on the cross, that we are victorious, but we will have wars to wage Um, here in in battles to fight. So we put on the armor that God gives us to defend ourselves against the devil's tricks. Verse 12, it says, we are not fighting against humans. 
We have to remember that. As bad as it is and as bad as you think other people are, we are not fighting against humans. Guys, I'm going to tell a story real fast. I had a boss and me and him um, just did not get along. We didn't see eye to eye. He asked me to do things that were unmoral um, and I wouldn't do them and he didn't like me for it. And we were just toe to toe and it was pretty bad. And I ran across a brother and I said, man, uh, you need to pray for me because I'm, I'm struggling right now. I was struggling with bitterness and I was struggling with anger um, towards him. And he just looked about he just looked at me, guys, and he said, it's not all about you. Have you prayed for him? Um, and I'll be honest with you, I had not prayed for him. Um, a lot of times people don't act on their own. They're, they're guided by evil things. Um, I don't know what was going on in his life. But anyway, that brother, he grabbed me by the shoulders and he said, we're going to pray for your boss right now because I believe that he is being guided by an evil spirit. And we're going to pray that he is set free from that. And so we bowed our heads right there in the beer aisle, beer aisle of Walmart. And we started praying to God. And, and the spirit was just coursing through us. I could feel it. And we prayed that my boss would be released from whatever was holding him. Um, and we got done praying. I don't know how long we prayed. It was quite a while. Um, we, when we got done praying, I'll be honest, there was quite a crowd around us uh, wondering what we were doing because it was loud and it, it was heavy. Um, within 10 minutes, my boss called me guys and apologized to me um, for the way he had been acting. Uh, these are her spiritual strongholds that, that he talks about that only can be brought down um, by the blood of Christ and the shed blood that he protects us, not using our own weapons, not being selfish in our desires, praying um, that God would end the storm, but he would use us through the storm to help somebody else. Um, and so in verse 12, when it says we are not fighting against humans, he literally means it, guys. We're not fighting against one another. We are all God's creation. Um, we are everything that he created us to be. And we have to remember that we are not waging war on each other. That we're waging war against the spiritual forces and authorities that are here on this earth. Because Satan's time is short. And he does lose in the end. Spoiler alert. He does lose in the end. Um, through the shed blood of Christ, we are victors. But going on in verse 12, it says we are fighting against forces and authorities and against rulers of darkness and powers in the spiritual world. So put on all the armor of God, all the armor that God gives you. Then when the evil day comes, you will be able to defend yourself. And when the battle is over, you will still be standing firm. Guys, that is a power verse right there. Uh, because the storms are going to come. The devil is going to come at you. And you have to be able to stand. Um, that way when the dust settles and the smoke clears, guys, you're there victorious as the Lord says we are going to be. Verse 14, it says, be ready. Let the truth be like a belt around your waist and let God's justice protect you like armor. Your desire to tell the good news about peace should be like shoes on your feet. Let your faith be like a shield and you will be able to stop all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Let God's saving power be like a helmet and the sword Use God's message that comes from the Spirit. Never stop praying, especially for others. Always pray by the power of the Spirit. Stay alert and keep praying for God's people. Pray that I will be given the message to speak that I may fearlessly explain the mystery about the good news. I was sent to do this work, and that's the reason I am in jail. So pray that I will be brave and will speak as I should. Guys, that is a prayer we should be praying for everybody. Everybody has the same 
command to go forth and spread the truth just like everybody else just because I set up behind a pulpit on Sundays does not make me any more important than your job is in the six other days of the week um, and we should also continually be in prayer like I said in, in 18 through 20 praying for each other praying for power praying for guidance praying for spiritual release I've got people um, that call me when they're when they're bogged down and I call people when I get bogged down that we can pray for one another and that's why God set up the spirit so we wouldn't have to physically be in each other's presence guys that we would have the spirit that we could unify in the spirit and that's what we're calling the church to now that's the reason I called my church to a fast today um, so that we could unify in the spirit, even though we can't be with each other physically, we can still be with each other spiritually, that God would unify us in the spirit, that we could come together as God's children. And guys, as God's children, we are also God's army. He's building up an army to fight in that evil day. And, and when the dust settles, the children of God will still be standing victorious. Uh, I want to really implore that, that we are victorious. But he says we've got to stay in prayer. We've got to stay ready. We just has to be ready. Verse 14, it starts out, be ready. Be ready. That means stay in God's word. Know the truth. That way you're not deceived. Um, you know, back in the garden, the serpent deceived Eve. And Adam sat there and, and let it happen. Um, he didn't lie to her. He just deceived her. He said, did God really say that? He just made her question. If you stay in God's word and you stay hooked in the spirit, there will be no question. You will not be easily deceived. Your anchor will hold fast in Christ Jesus. And you will know Whenever the wolf comes in sheep's clothing, God said, you'll know me by my voice. Um, we as sheep will know our shepherd when he speaks to us. The only reason we're going to know that is when we stay in his word, when we're praying in the spirit and we hear his voice. Um, a lot of times, guys, I know praying isn't all about words. Uh, I really have to rein myself back because I want to talk to God and I want to tell him and he wants to hear me. Um, but I also have to take time to listen to what God has for me. Um, there's nothing better. There's no better time than now to really tune in, to know your shepherd's voice. Because um, when he comes back and calls, I want to know his voice. And I want you guys to know his voice. And the only way that we can do that is to stay in his word and allow his spirit to speak to us, guys. It's so important that we stay prayed up, that we stay in God's word in this time of distancing, that we can still stay unified in the spirit whether near or far, uh, brothers and sisters across the world are coming to the foot of the cross. Now is a better time than we've ever had. More opportunity now to, to tell people why we're at peace um, and the peace that God gives and why we're not struggling with these things, why we're not afraid. And guys, it's the everyday battle. It's the same reason that we're not scared uh, when wars take place. It's the same reason we're not scared when the odds are against us because we have the peace of the cross. We have the peace that Jesus Christ came and died for us and that we have a savior and that God said we were worth saving. If you have not accepted Christ, I don't know how many people's watching today, but if there's anybody out there that has not accepted Christ, let today be that day. Know that peace that overcomes you, that surrounds you. Talk to any Christian, um, any devout follower of Christ, and they will tell you about that peace that surpasses all understanding. It, it truly is. I had uh, just a lady called me the other day. Um, she's got cancer going in for surgery. Um, 
But she said, I'm at peace with it. And the reason she is at peace with it is because she knows that God is right there with her. Um, And she knows that God can cure the cancer. But she also knows that if he chooses not to, she is still right there in his hands, guys. And what a place to be. Um, You go back to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They said that our God can save us from this fire. But even if he chooses not to, that we know he is still our God and he is still in full control. Just because this virus is going rampant around the world does not mean that God is not in control. But look at the things that are happening. Um, It's great things. I'll I'll just share another story this morning. Uh, We watched a girl run her first half marathon, and she prayed every mile of the way. And uh, she was supposed to run it up in St. Louis and and didn't make it. It got canceled because of this thing. Um, My wife got a chance to visit with her, and she said that it truly worked out like it was supposed to. We had a group of supporters. Um, showing her love the whole way. Um, she was truly blessed, and, and so were we. As people pull together in unusual times and unusual circumstances, guys, I've prayed with more people over the last two weeks uh, and, and prayers of severity. People are scared. People are afraid. But they see you walking around with a confidence, with an air that only God can give you. Now is the time to be a city set on a hill, uh, a light, Um, on the end of a candlestick guys we're made to stand out and these days we can stand out more than any other days because of all the fear and everything that's going on Um, stay safe stay smart Um, god also gave us a head on our shoulders to use Um, with that being said i'm going to go to thessalonians chapter five this is going to be the last little set of scriptures Um, but first thessalonians chapter five starting in verse one it says i did not need to write to you about the time or date when all this will happen. You surely know that the Lord's return will be as a thief coming at night. People will think they are safe and secure, but destruction will suddenly strike them like the pains of a woman about to give birth, and they won't escape. With that being said, guys, the only thing that will last in in the second coming is the eternal things, the things that Christ gives, the grace, the mercy, that God offers through the sacrifice of his son. And I think it's funny, uh, all the things that we've worked for our entire lives, people who's had jobs for 30 years that are being laid off because of this thing. I believe that God is showing the world how fast things can change. These jobs are temporal. Um, Everything is so temporary that we work for all of our lives. In two weeks, the world's turned up on its head. Uh, And the only thing that has stayed the same through all of this is the love of God. The love of God has not changed through all of this. God still loves the people that he created. He still loves his children. That is why you have to, have to, have to accept Jesus Christ as Savior so that you can know the love of a father. Uh, Because he is the one thing that has not changed through all of this. I as a person have changed. I do things differently now than what I was doing. My job has changed uh, my employees that I, I have the privilege to to look after, um, their lives have changed. I've had um, my wife's job has changed. My kids' lives have changed. Everything has changed. But the one thing that hasn't changed is God's love, God's peace, and God's control. When you have that, you have security in knowing that no matter what happens, no matter what happens, you've got the love of a father um, that he gave his only son to get to see you again. And so I'll continue on in verse four. It says, my dear friends, 
You don't live in darkness so that the day won't surprise you like a thief. You belong to the light and live in the day. We don't live in the night or belong to the dark. Others may sleep, but we should stay awake and be alert. People sleep during the night and some even get drunk. But we belong to the day, so we must stay sober and let our faith and love be like a suit of armor. Our firm hope that we'll be saved is our helmet. God doesn't intend to punish us, but to have our Lord Jesus Christ save us. Christ died for us so that we could live with him. Whether we are alive or dead when he comes, that's why you must encourage and help each other just as you are already doing. Guys, if you're not doing this, if we're not encouraging one another, if we're not helping one another, then what are we really doing? Um, Our selfish desires, as we talked about earlier, are temporal. Uh, We have to start desiring the eternal things. We have to start desiring the lessons that God's teaching us through this time. God is teaching us so many things at this juncture. I pray that your eyes will be open to what God has for you. Um, This may change your whole life. This may change your whole worship style. This may change um, a lot of things, but God never changes. His love for you stays the same. Um, So I pray for you uh, as as we conclude today that God speaks to you, that God shows you the things that you would have the desire to seek him and what he has for you. And I pray for those that are lost, that they might hear the word and believe now more than ever, um, that now is the time. As we kind of see how all this unfolds and, and see how temporal our world is and how fragile it really is in our economic systems and in our workplaces and how they're just so fragile. Um, but the love of God is anything but fragile. And I pray that you find it if you don't have it. I pray that you seek it more now than ever because you have nothing standing in your way. You've not got any excuse of anybody else going to church. Well, I don't like that person. That's why I don't go to church. We're not meeting at church anymore, guys. The church is in your house. The church is with your kids. The church is with your wife, your friends. We are God's church driven by the head, Jesus Christ. And so find it, um, live it. Guys, Now's the time to walk out your faith. Now's the time to show the world that you are different through the love and shed blood of Jesus Christ. So as we close today, please bow your heads with me. Gracious Heavenly Father, Lord God, we are so thankful for this time that we've got to dig into your word, Lord, to show us what you would have for us. God, I pray that every person that has has watched this, Lord, that every person desiring you would have a deeper desire. God, that lives would be changed as you continue to show us how fragile earthly things are. God, as we wage wars against the spiritual side of things, God, that you would protect us and strengthen us in those times. God, I for one say, use me. I'm here. God, call me. And I pray that I can stand in an army of brothers and sisters, standing hand in hand with one voice saying, God, use me. Here I am. Send me. God, as we reach out to those that are fallen down, God, as we reach out to those that are less fortunate, those that don't have the strength, God, because one day we know we'll be in that same spot. But God, as we continue to to sharpen each other, Lord, as your, your book and your word calls us to do, Lord, help us find those people in our lives that, that will encourage us. God, help us be the encourager. God, we desire you. We want you. We want to hear your voice.
God, help us desire less of ourself and more of you daily. Um, God, that my desire for your word and your knowledge and your wisdom and your love would continue to grow inside of me, Lord, that it would manifest inside of me in a way that would be beneficial to your kingdom. God, I love you so much. I don't know what is going to come of everything that's happened right now, God, but I am assured in your protection and your strength, God, that you have what is best for your kingdom and your children. And God, I'm excited. I get excited in these times as you transform our world, Lord, as you change it to see, um, to benefit your needs. Uh, God, I, I'm ready for whatever you would have for me, God. I pray that I'm not the only one, God, that you would stand in the midst of us. God, that we could feel your spirit coursing through us. Lord, unify us as brothers and sisters. God, help us bond like never before, Lord, to overcome a, an earthly obstacle like a building. God, and truly unify in the spirit, Lord. I pray for everybody that's been listening today, Lord, those that haven't been listening, um, Lord, that you would show us the people that are maybe slip sliding away that that we could reach a hand out and that we could help pull them back in. Show us people daily, Lord, that we can help encourage, um, that we can give truth and knowledge to. Lord, prepare us with the weapons of battle that we face daily. God, I'm encouraged by your strength and your power. It's in your son's holy and precious name I pray. Amen. Thank you, guys.